up on today's federal newscast. If there's another shutdown, there will be one more option for federal employees who will not be getting paid. The National Park Service is making up for lost money from the shutdown. And a new mechanism for government meteorologists to get promoted. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Federal employees may have an additional avenue for financial relief if and when the government shuts down next week. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board issues an interim rule allowing participants in the thrift savings plan to take a loan while in non-pay status. They'll still have to repay the loan, but they can take advantage of the change immediately. The TSP says the previous government shutdown damaged the overall long-term financial well-being of its participants. February 22nd is the new deadline for federal employees to donate to the combined federal campaign. CFC donations were supposed to end January 11th, but Office of Personnel Management Acting Director Margaret Weikert approved an extension during the shutdown. The D.C. metro area CFC campaign has a goal of raising more than $38 million. The National Park Service is refilling coffers it tapped for maintenance and sanitation issues during the shutdown. It's according to a letter from Deputy Director Dan Smith obtained by The Hill. The three-week spending bill which ended the shutdown retroactively applies appropriations for the period of the shutdown. The Office of Management and Budget confirms that means the obligations NPS incurred shift from the fee revenue accounts to the appropriated money. Some House Democrats want the Government Accountability Office to review the Interior Department's decisions during the government shutdown. House Appropriations Subcommittee Chair Betty McCollum wants to know if Interior violated appropriation rules in the Anti-Deficiency Act by using visitor fees to fund daily operations for some national parks. GAO says agencies in most cases are supposed to inform Congress if they're moving any appropriations for any reason. House Democrats look to give the independent Office of Government Ethics more teeth as part of their first major legislative package this Congress. The For the People Act, which includes several smaller bills, would give OGE directors subpoena power and make it harder for the president to fire them. Former OGE director Walter Schaub says the agency currently lacks any real enforcement authority beyond its power to make recommendations. The National Weather Service inaugurates a new personnel system for meteorologists. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Weather watchers at the GS-5 level all the way to experienced GS-12s will carry the title meteorologist. This replaces a system under which GS-5s through 11s were called interns and 9s through 12s general forecasters. A National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration spokeswoman says the change will make clearer career paths for weather professionals and let lower-level people have more responsibility when warranted. Some GS-5s join NOAA with PhDs. I'm Tom Temin. The Justice Department wins its second-largest False Claims Act settlement from an electronic health records provider under the Medicare and Medicaid EHR incentive program. Justice says Greenway Health will pay $57.25 million to settle claims that it falsely obtained EHR certification and violated the anti-kickback statute. Congress established the incentive program in 2009 under the Recovery Act to incentivize the adoption of electronic health records. DOJ says it now has recovered more than $212 million from EHR vendors who allegedly violated the act. 
The president's three nominees to fill the Merit Systems Protection Board will get another chance at confirmation. The Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee will consider the three nominees next week. It tried to clear the nominees last year, but couldn't agree to move on them. The Senate has until the end of the month to confirm at least one board member, as the term for the current lone MSPB chairman expires February 28th. Another important oversight board is closer to getting two new members. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board could soon have a full complement of members. The final two nominees sailed through their confirmation hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee earlier this week. Adite Bomzi, a former Justice Department attorney, and Travis LeBlanc are expected to be approved in the coming weeks and would join the three other members of the board. LeBlanc says he believes the board's role as an independent advisor and observer is key to balancing the need to protect the country from terrorism and ensure the civil liberties and privacy of citizens. The Privacy and Civil Liberties Board has been without all five members since 2016. I'm Jason Miller. For the second year in a row, time away from family is the biggest concern for both service members and their spouses. The Blue Star Family Lifestyle Survey says a majority of people in the military are worried about the amount of time they have to spend with loved ones. Other top issues include the quality of family life and the impact of deployment on service members' children. A shortage of cyber experts is creating challenges for the Army's concept of a multi-domain task force. We're now from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The Army stood up the first task force last year as a pilot program to see how well it could integrate a traditional artillery brigade with intelligence, cyber, electronic warfare, and space operations. But the Army told the Government Accountability Office the task force is still only about 50% staffed. Most of the shortages involve cyber and senior leader positions. The Army wants to create more cyber units to support brigade combat teams, but officials say filling those positions will probably be a challenge as well. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 